But I see the smiling faces, so this is going to be good. It's going to be good. Father, we just thank you and we honor you. We thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for the word, for the message that you have laid on my heart, Father. God, we just ask your people to just open up their hearts to receive, Lord. We honor you and we give you all the glory. Father God, I pray that I may decrease so that you may increase so that people can hear from you, Lord. It's not about me, God. It is all about you and your kingdom work. So God, just open up the ears, open up the hearts, and Lord, just have your way today, Lord. Have your way today. We give you all glory and honor and praise. Amen. Hello everyone, good afternoon. Happy Mother's Day to my fellow moms. Oh, look at those moms, look at they're all smiling at me. I love it. <laughs> all right, so we're going to get into the word. Thank, thank you for having me before you today. Thank you, Bishop, Lady Carmen. I can go through all the thank yous, Mother Green, I can keep going, but I'll stop there. Uh, so we're gonna go to the word. Romans 12, 4, and 5, reading from the NIV. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, through many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. 1 Corinthians 12, 25 to 27, also from the NIV so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. When I was first asked to speak to you today, before even thinking about it, I said no. I speak for work, I speak in other settings, but the thought about speaking to my church family, uh, let's just say I didn't think I could do it. I promised that I would think about it and I would think about the request, but in reality, I had already made up in my mind that I wouldn't do it, or at least that's what I thought. The fact that I'm here today shows that God clearly had another plan. I was with Kim and Nia one night, and I mentioned to them that I was asked to speak. 
the both of them were elated and they said I should definitely do it, but I couldn't understand why. Then Nia even mentioned that God was stretching you. All I could think about was, ah, why me? Why does he have to stretch me? He can stretch anybody else, not me, not right now. During devotion the following morning, God made it very clear that he was speaking through Nia that night. He indeed was stretching me. I told God I didn't know how to speak to his people. He simply asked me, how do you and I communicate? When I responded that I have a conversation, he then said, there you go. Have a conversation with my people. Simple, easy, so let's have a conversation. God laid it on my heart to talk about community. The idea of community comes from the sense of responsibility that we have for each other. In the Bible, God encourages us to take care of our brethren while following the word of the Lord. We must remember the importance of maintaining the connection that our fellow brothers and sisters to ensure a thriving community. Most of you know me, but for those who don't, I am an island girl at heart, born and raised in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Woo! Woo! Let my girl right there! <laughs> so the sense of community is not new to me. While I was growing up, the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child, was constantly spoken among my elders. God didn't put us on this earth to be alone. Your community is there to guide you, support you, take care of you, and most of all, there to help you become the man or woman of God that he has called you to be. Folks, I can't stress this enough. Community is everything. I came to PT in April 2009 through a small community that God formed for me when I moved to Massachusetts. Everyone knows Sister Robin McNeish. I met her and her husband, Brother Sid, through mutual acquaintances. Every time I would go to their house for Sunday dinner or just to hang out, because everyone knows that when Sid's cooking, you need to be there. You need to be in the house. Robin would ask me when I was coming to church with her, when she told me that the denomination of the church was Pentecostal, I was like, no thanks, I'll pass. Y'all stay in church too long for me. I can't, I can't be there long. After several months of asking and prodding, I finally gave in on Easter Sunday, 2009. I praise God for that encounter because I haven't looked back since. We just had Easter 2019, so that means 10 years I've been at PT because of a few individuals strategically placed in my community. As I was preparing this message, I saw these words spoken by Nipsey Hussle. If you look at the people in your circle and don't get inspired, 
then you don't have a circle, you have a cage. As some of you may know, Nipsey Hussle was a rapper that was recently killed in California. I came across this quote after his death and it spoke to me so much because I know if it wasn't for my community, I wouldn't be where I am today. My community keeps me grounded, keeps me sane, and is constantly pouring into me so that I can grow. My community is invested in me because they have a stake in me as well. Community is not just for you. It is also for the people around you. We all need each other. I'm gonna step away from the paper for a second. I'm gonna go out there and tell a story. It was July 20, no, yeah, July 29th, 2017. I remember I was in the process of moving. My lease was going to be up on July 31st. I had nowhere to go. Hadn't had a, I didn't find an apartment by then. And I mean, my community was there. They prayed, they cried, they cried, they prayed. And I'm like, Lord, are you going to come through? But I mean, we all know that he comes through. Like, you, there, there's no doubt about it. It's not on your time, it's on his time. I remember that Sunday, July 30th, Monique called me and she was like, so what's the plan? I was like, I don't have a plan. I don't know what's going on. Some way, somehow, God's gonna work this out. Somebody's gonna call and be like, yes, we have an apartment for you. And sure enough, I got that call later in the day and she was like, I'm on my way. I'm coming to help you pack everything. I was like, what, are you serious? She's like, yes. This is what sisters do. I'm like, okay, okay. I remember calling my mother in Christ. You guys know her as Sister Valerie Welch, but she's mom to me. I called her and I was like, I'm moving tomorrow. I got everything set up. She's like, I'll be there, don't worry. Okay, I'm thinking that she'll come for like an hour or two and just that'll be it. She came from the morning when the moving vans were there. She stayed with me throughout that entire day, packed all the remaining stuff up. And we finally got to my new place. And I was like, oh gosh, I gotta go pick up Aiden from school. She was like, no problem. Picked up Aiden, brought him back. I still had a few last minute things to do. She was like, leave Aiden here, I'll be fine. I was like, I gotta find something for dinner. I haven't eaten all day, I haven't eaten all day. She was like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I went, did my last minute errands, came back. Aiden was in his PJs, ready to go. Dinner was on the table of from whatever I had in the fridge. I didn't even know you can make stuff like that from what I had in the fridge. It was amazing. I had leftovers for days and I was so happy because of my community. In Bishop's sermon last week, he asked, are you in a community that will call you out when you're not doing right? 
or does your community just go along with everything that you do? You have to examine your community because you have the right to, they have the right to be in your business. If your community is not in your business, you need to get a new community because that's not how it works. They're there to check you, like I like to say. I mean, there are days when I'm like, ah, I don't feel like doing this. I don't want to do this. And then that person in my community calls and says, no, get up, let's go. It's time for you to get this done. I'm like, okay, this community thing, it keeps pushing you. They won't let you just fall by the wayside. When I said earlier that they have a stake in this game, they're there to encourage you because people see them from the outside. If they are not getting you up to where you need to be, people are going to question your community. If you're in the right community, it will keep you safe. That's a big thing. They will keep you safe. Be aware of what God has placed around you. Friends, let's be honest. Life is hard. You have community. You have access to be with community. You don't have to go at it alone. As many of you know, I'm the mother of a six-year-old boy, Mr. Aiden, that's what I call him. I no longer say that I'm a single mother because my community is there every step of the way. They are helping me raise this amazing little boy. And for that, I am eternally grateful to each and every one of them. My community knows who they are. From cake nights at Essence and Nick's house, to summer barbecues at Elder Troy and Deacon Joyce's house, I can call each of them by name, but I'd rather show you them instead. This is my community. And of course, I was limited to the amount of slides that I could put up there, and I didn't want to bore you with all my community stuff. So you can just see from there, these are the people who impact my life, these are the people who pour in to me and to Aiden. And it is an absolute joy to call them my community. Today's society is built on doing things by yourself. We were created to be together, to be in community. So I leave you with this final question. Who is in your community? Thank you, guys.